0: good morning welcome to italy my name is jason thomas i'm the host of the industry seating podcast and this is a special friday edition i did not get to do one last week was traveling from sardinia back to rome and all over italy this week so i apologize but uh we're gonna get two in i'll I'll do one today and then probably one when i get back home on monday or tuesday and uh, yeah we'll make up for it i do want to thank the sponsors of this podcast pirelli tires which if you didn't already know Pirelli kind of runs the show over here. They dominate almost all forms of racing, uh, Formula 1, uh MXGP of course. Uh MotoGP has a spec tire from a competing company, Michelin, and uh so they, you know, that's uh, a sponsored deal and everyone runs Michelin, but you speak to people over here about Pirelli and uh it's almost a no-brainer that you should be using Pirelli's on your off-road motorcycle and of course on-road as well. And uh, I, I find it funny the differences in culture as far as which tires are more popular where and there's not really any rhyme or reason to it Uh, but yeah that's kind of how culture works palm creek funding you want to get your refi done if you haven't been paying attention if you live under a rock or you just don't follow financial markets very closely the federal reserve is going to raise rates it looks like it's coming in 2022 they have moved up the timeline from where it was uh they uh, you know go back a year and they were saying no chance they were moving it till maybe 2023 likely 2024 well that has now shifted and it's coming in 2022 and that is simply because the economic situation has improved much more quickly than they thought possible or expected anyway let's say and that's going to force their hand they're going to have to monitor inflation and really govern inflation. And the only way they can do that is with interest rates. And it's a pretty powerful tool. It's one that the markets hate. So when you see interest rates start to go up, that means money, uh, air quotes around money, has gotten more expensive. And yeah, markets will take a hit because of that. So we still have some time. You saw uh, markets rally, but the the writing is on the wall. This is coming. Uh, actually, uh Jerome Powell, J-Powell, as he's called, We'll speak today after their meeting, and I'm not sure if he will give specifics on when interest rates are going up, but it's coming. And for you, if you are buying a house, if you are refinancing a house, you need to act quickly before they make that first quarter percent rate hike, because if you start to do the math on what that means to you in real dollars, let's say you buy, man, housing prices are expensive. I want to say 300000 but let's do 500000 just for round numbers, and I, and I know that sounds high, but look around, look at housing prices around you. So let's say half a million just because it's a more round number. Half a percent would be what? If it was 1%, it would be 5,000. So a quarter of that is $1,250 a year for 30 years, okay? And that's just what they're gonna move next year. And they're they're planning on three to four in either 2022 or 23. So that's gonna be a full percent over the next year or two. So you figure... A full percent at five hundred thousand—that's five thousand dollars a year, times thirty years—is you know the typical loan. That's one hundred fifty grand that you don't have to pay if you move now. You save yourself one hundred fifty thousand dollars versus buying in, let's say, two to three years from now, or refinancing in two to three years from now. And and in the short term, that first rate hike—that's twelve hundred fifty dollars per year for thirty years, which is what thirty times 250 it's 30 grand plus a quarter let's say 38,000 almost 37 you know 37.5 I'm doing the math in my head so if that's wrong uh don't shoot me but I I think it'd be around 37,500 that you would save over the next 30 years and that's not anything that is you'd have to do magic to get you just need to act that's it Right, so if, I'm sure a lot of you have already gone down this path. If you've been listening, you've you've spoken to Zach Morris at Plum Creek Funding, but uh, I want I want you guys to save money. I, I've been studying this for a year and a half now. I, I want to be a smarter human being, and I want to be more financially. Uh, what's the right word? Uh, can't even think of the right word. Um, fluent. There we go. And uh, yeah, this is one of the most critical aspects of money is how. You know, interest rates work, and, and can companies borrow, et cetera, et cetera. But for you, you need to act. So that was a really long-winded, I apologize. But I think it's critically important for you guys to to know this because your financial future kind of hangs in the balance with some of this stuff. Guts Racing, to me, best graphics and seat company in the game. Uh, Andy Gregg runs a pretty tight ship over there. They, they sponsor the Rockstar Husky team for all their graphics. They run their seat covers. Dean Wilson most notably runs that RJ Wide Wing seat. To give him a little bit more surface area and more grip because he rides with his legs, and if you've seen Dean, you've seen how long his legs are. Well, he uses that for leverage. He can move the bike around, he can manipulate it, and really, you know, I, I think to me the most critical aspect of that is when you get into a uh, sideways situation, things aren't going well. You can use your legs to save yourself from crashing. That is the most critical. For the, I know most of you don't ride supercross, okay? So I'll leave that out of it. But for supercross. We use our legs a ton in the whoops to keep the bike straight. You wonder how these guys are so talented and so capable of hitting whoops in you know third gear wide open and keep keeping the bike going in a straight line without kicking all over the place. That's leg strength. That's core strength. That's why these guys do you know, and my, myself in our former life, do so much exercise with our legs and core to strengthen that because you're going to be relying on that. In your riding, and, and it comes instinctually. It's not something you're thinking about doing. It's not like, ooh, I need to grip with my legs. Ooh, I need to use my core. It just happens. Your body's going to react to it from muscle memory. But the more strength you have, and the better balance you have, and those are correlated, the more control over the motorcycle you're going to have. So, Guts Racing has developed this RJ Wide Wing seat to give you a better capability for that. It gives you more grip with your legs, so you can better control it. If that all makes sense. Uh, Fast Foundry, great crew over there. They can definitely help your business become more efficient. Doesn't matter if you're trying to do a virtual event, a live event. Maybe you just need help with your accounting side. Uh, Excel, if maybe you know, for myself, I'm not great with Excel, but we have a team that is. If you don't have that team, I think Fast Foundry is a great answer for you. They can help you with all of the back end stuff for your business and Get you going to be the most efficient as we enter this, nec- economic, this next economic cycle. So reach out to Fast Foundry, ask for Robert Herrico, and he can get you dialed in. That's fastfoundry.com as well. Uh, it's a pretty easy way to check out what they do. Works Connection, great company. Uh, Eric Phipps, check out his Instagram at Works Connection. Uh, they have so many great products, but I know, you know, the one that I really harp on is this uh, Pro Launch Start device. Look at all the great teams. Look at Monster Star Yamaha, Factory Honda. The You know, there's a reason that they use the Pro Launch Start device. Is it also a coincidence that they whole shot almost every damn race? Probably not, right? I mean, they have some really talented guys and have some really fast motorcycles. Don't get me wrong. But they could choose anything. They, hell, they could build their own if they really wanted to. It's Factory Honda, you know, for crap's sakes. But they choose to use Works Connection for a reason. Because the product is great. It's reliable. It's easy to assemble. And they've been sponsoring Factory Honda for like, I don't know, 25 years. You know, going back to the early days of Steve Lampson. And then, and then that grew into Factory Yamaha relationship. So it's a company you can trust. A great company with integrity. And uh, I really like being an ambassador for them. Uh, so check out worksconnection.com. and Check out that Pro Launch Start device. You can get uh, the, uh, some a discount. Excuse me. Use the promo code JT21 at checkout to save yourself some money. All Oils, uh, I've mentioned this many times. Uh, David Schloss has taken over this company. You may remember All from years ago. And you, for me especially, I was like, man, I know that company, but I don't know anything about them. And when David took it back over, he was committed to bringing it back to its former glory because this is a legacy company. They were super involved in drag racing, some motorcycle stuff a lot of car racing but your dad your granddad i guarantee you they know what blends all is if they're you know into power sports at all so he wanted to take all of the, the you know the years of development and the quality products they had and really modernize it and bring it into the 21st century and i believe he's on his way you look at the things he's involved in you look at the new products they've come out with they just released this new ultra tpi I think it's going to do great things for the industry, especially as we see this two-stroke resurgence. They have a lot of great two-stroke products that, yeah, a lot of people just don't know about. And that's my job, is to bring exposure to them and get get you to try it, right? Become more familiar with Blenzol. Premier Vapor Blasting, great guys over there. Brandon Coker, they can do a great job for all of your vapor restoration needs. And uh, it's a really cool technology if you've never seen it before. They basically blast your item with high pressured water spray and it returns it to its former glory all the res you know that grime residue all that crap is blown off and if you've never seen it you may not fully understand the uh, potency of this and how effective it is but i would i would invite you to go check out at Premier vapor blasting and uh, see all the great things they have there 612 suspension great crew over there anything you have for power sports they're a race tech affiliate reach out to ronnie get your stuff dialed in at 612 suspension on Instagram, 612 suspension.com. I fully, fully endorse those guys. And being race tech, you know you're getting great quality of work and great quality parts. Pro Glow Wash, Moto 15 is your promo code. And the cool thing about Pro Glow Wash is that it's custom built for power sports. So if you have chain lube residue on your swing arm and on your wheel, which is normal, everybody gets that, right? I know for me, I was heavy on the chain lube, I was always terrified of my chain snapping. So I would go overly heavy on chain lube and that would just end up all that overspray would end up on my all over the place. Uh, as I mentioned, the sprocket, the swing arm, the wheel everywhere. So I needed something that could get that stuff off and that's what uh pro Glow wash does so well. So check those guys out. Thanks to Ryan and the crew over there for being a, a sponsor of this podcast. Grant stone boots just uh, spoke with a pulp MX fantasy winner that won a pair of Grantstone stone boots. I know he is going to be thrilled with those. Uh, wore mine to dinner here in Verona last night. And, uh, yeah, I just love that Grandstone boot product. I've been with those guys since the very beginning and just, yeah, really down to earth people and a, and a true success story. I think they're going, they're going to go big places with that company. The product is just so well built. Um, it's just a matter of time. And then last but not least, fly racing. Uh, thank you to them. Thank you for, oh, to them for allowing me to be here. Check out at Fly Racing USA. check out FlyRacing.com, see all the great products we have. So thank you for listening through that. I know sponsors are not everyone's favorite part to listen to, but they are a necessity. Uh, they, they allow these podcasts to happen. So let's get into it. Motocross Nations is this weekend. Uh, I am leaving here in about, I don't know, two hours to go to uh, the track in Mantova. And there is a team presentation today that's at 5 p.m. local time. So East Coast would be 11 a.m. And, yeah, it's basically like uh, they just introduced the teams. Uh, Myself, Paul Malin, and Lisa Leyland will kind of commentate on that, give some insight as these teams are presented, and maybe some behind-the-scenes information about riders that were chosen, who wasn't chosen. I'm not sure exactly what I'm allowed to say or not say, but I'm going to try to give as much insight as possible on some of that stuff because – I think that's what's interesting. What were the motivations? Why was this rider chosen over that rider? Uh, so that, that'll that be fun later today. And then, uh, yeah, qualifying tomorrow. Uh, and, you know, obviously to make the A main or the B main plus gate position. And then, uh, yeah, race day is Sunday. Now, I know. I get it. It's it's watered down. We don't have Tim Geiser. We don't have Team USA, most notably. Uh, I understand all that stuff. Like, I, I got it. You know, and... and It wasn't going to stop me. You know, there were COVID-19 restrictions. There was a lot of uncertainty. Italy reinstated this quarantine situation if you don't have a vaccine. And I I understand for for riders, uh, anybody, a part of the Team USA, AMA, that didn't want the vaccine, it was problematic. Damn near impossible to get here without it. So for me, I have the vaccine and I wanted to come. I knew we were going down this path. I kind of read the tea leaves of I was going to need a vaccine. So I just went ahead and did it. That doesn't have to be your decision. Like you can think that's wrong or stupid or whatever, but everybody has to make their own decision. I believe it's a unique individual decision you have to make. I made my decision because I wanted to be here. I want to be able to do the things that I'm doing and I don't want it to hold me back from living the life I want to live now that you know, for somebody who doesn't care about going to Europe ever, Maybe they don't want the vaccine. That's fine. I don't care. I, I don't judge on either path. You know, um, I was just speaking with some people about these off-season Supercross races because I am in Europe. I've been here for 10 days. And this off-season international Supercross circuit, there's a bunch of races that all happen. It's really up in the air right now because they can't get the stars. They can't get uh, the American riders because a lot of them don't want to get the vaccine. Right. So they're not going to be able to get in for Paris or Switzerland or Italy or wherever. So that's a big bummer. So what does the promoter do in that situation? For me, if I would just get the vaccine, like I like making money, the vaccine doesn't scare me. Maybe it should. That's everybody has their opinion, but it doesn't bother me to get it. It didn't bother me to get it. So I would be like on the phone. I would be calling Eric Pernard from Bercy, I would be calling the promoters at Genoa, which is like an hour south, eh, maybe two hours east of me right now. Uh, I would be calling every race possible. Geneva is Eric Pernard also. All the big ones, if there's anything in the UK going on, which there typically is, because for them, they want American names for, to sell tickets. That's a huge deal for them. Uh, they need to be able to advertise Americans are coming and because it just it, it carries weight. Now, whether you think that's silly, I don't care. I just know that those are the facts. That's why they pay huge money to American riders is because fans in Europe want to see American supercross stars. I'm not saying me. I'm saying that's the concept of why they do it. But in this situation, I would be blowing their phone up because I would know I had leverage. I'm willing to come. I have the vaccine. I can come. Right. So my value goes up dramatically and I'm not saying I could get double the money that I would get before, but maybe I would get more and I would automatically get chosen. Like it would be an automatic decision for them to pick me because I'm available. Availability is one of the most critical aspects and it doesn't matter of anything. Supercross football, baseball, ask any coach, what's your most valuable asset for an NFL football player. And they're going to tell you availability. That that's a, that's a rule, right? Availability trumps all doesn't matter how talented you are. If you're hurt all the time, it doesn't do anybody any good. So for me, I would be available. I would go. Uh, so we'll see if any riders take my advice on that. Um, I'll try to bring it up on the Pulp Show too because I think there is an opportunity. If you're a rider, man, you could really cash in this offseason because you're available. You can travel. You are able to get into the EU uh, because you have that vaccine. So back to Motocross of Nations. Uh, we'll see what we get. It's supposed to freaking rain, which sucks. Can we just get one Motocross of Nations without rain? And, I, you know, it's a little bit hyperbolic because we did, you know, for years, we had a bunch that didn't have rain. Um, you know, let's say 11, it did rain a little bit, but 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, there was no rain. Okay. So I understand I may be making too big of a deal out of it, but, but you look at it, 17. In uh, Matterway Basin, it rained the entire time I was there. It, it, there was a little brief patch of sunshine on Saturday. The rest of it, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it rained. Go to 2018. We were in uh, Redbud, right? Many of you listening were probably there. Wednesday was one of the most beautiful fall days you could ever imagine. I don't know how you could have made Wednesday a, a nicer day. It was that beautiful in South Bend. Thursday rain. Friday, rain. Saturday, rain. Sunday, rain. Never stopped. I mean, never stopped throughout the weekend. And, and okay, yeah, 10 minutes here or there, it stops. But it it wasn't like it was sunny. It just, the clouds were there and it just stopped raining. And then picked right back up. And just never stopped. Okay? And, and all of you watch that. We don't need to rehash it. But brutal weekend. 2019, go to Assen. What do you know? More rain the whole time. And I mean the same thing. It rained every single day it rained while we were trying to do the intros it rained while we were doing the team presentation uh mathis did this um little like uh q a over at a competitor of fly racing's booth which i was unhappy about and i whined at him incessantly about doing it but i get it he needs to be a media guy it rained the whole time i was standing outside during that which probably just par for the course i have to stand outside this tent with a big animal head so you can figure out who that is watching Steve waiting for him because we were, you know, staying together and I'm getting rained on. So yeah, great time there. And it just never stopped. It rained the entire day uh, on Sunday and, the, and, you know, America suffered in the rain again. So now I've had just a tremendous week and honestly, like beautiful weather. Sardinia was hot, but insanely nice. Breezy. I was in AC, so it didn't matter to me. I fly back here on Monday. And I'm telling you, you could not have drawn up better weather than I experienced Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and today. Friday is beautiful as well. It's supposed to be beautiful tomorrow. You know, like 80 degrees, sunny, crystal clear skies. I mean, just amazing. And I was at the beach for a couple of those days working there. I, you know, I didn't have a schedule, anything for Monday or Tuesday. So I was just doing emails and and working. So I figured I might as well go to the beach to do it. And, um, I mean, just insane, beautiful paradise type weather over there. And guess what? It's supposed to rain all day Sunday. I mean, that's, that's just what it's been for motocross nations for me for the last four years, five years. So the only upside is that USA is not here. So my heart's not going to be broken. I don't have this, you know, pit in my stomach about, we're going to get smoked in the mud again because, yeah, no risk. America's not even here. So I'm just going to enjoy it. Whatever happens, happens. If the Dutch win, if the Brits win, if the Italians win, whatever, good on you. That's fine. I don't care. Uh, I am am, uh, cheering for the uh, Italian team, though. I will be honest with that. I'll try to be very objective on the broadcast on Sunday. But off record, I am – well, I guess this is on record. But unofficially – I am cheering for the Italian team simply because of Tony Cairoli. Now, he announced his retirement a couple weeks ago. And then he has this huge crash in Sardinia. Really scary for everyone that was there. Uh, There were a few moments where some really bad things were happening and we were all really upset. Uh, Thankfully, he is okay and he's racing this weekend. And if you are any part of that promotion group, you are so unbelievably thankful that Tony is racing. And I bet you, I I don't know, but I would bet they were calling and begging and pleading and hoping that he would race because it's an Italian motocross nations. It's possibly his last one. Maybe he races next year. Who knows? But it's in Italy. Like this is a huge deal. Like, I I don't know if I can stress enough how big of a deal Tony Cairoli is in Italy. And I've been out with him. I've been to dinner with him. I've been to bars with him. Everyone knows this dude and he's a hero. He's a nine-time world champion, and Italians treat their own. You know, if you go on a world stage and are are successful, I mean, he's incredibly successful, right? He's one of the winningest riders ever. I mean, everyone knows who that is, right? And not on the level of Valentino Rossi. I, I get it. But he is still a huge deal. So for him to not – there was a chance he wasn't going to race. That would have been horrific for everyone involved. I mean, just – you want to talk about Team USA being a letdown? You lose Team USA, and then you lose Tony Cairoli at his home, Motocross of Nations. I don't even, like, I would bet that were, there are were people in the in-front promotion group, that's who owns the series now, that were on Suicide Watch. And that's overstating it. I got it. But just, I can't even imagine the amount of despair last Sunday when they were seeing Tony Cairoli being taken off on a stretcher. That was catastrophic on every level for this Motocross of Nations event. But thankfully, he's in. And I'm cheering like hell for him. I would love to see an Italian home win because I I just want to see Tony go out the right way. He's one of the nicest dudes ever. He's humble and he's really nice to people and he doesn't have to be, which goes a long way for me. And I mean, you just look at how much success he has. He doesn't have to be cool. He doesn't have to be humble. He could be a total dick, pardon my language. But he chooses not to be. He chooses to be nice and really pleasant to people. And I think he is a champion in the best fashion, right? He is the champion that most people should try to emulate. And, uh, yeah, that's going to get, that's going to create a fan out of me every, every time. Uh, so for next year's motocross of nations, we're still waiting on news. I have a feeling that it's going to be in the USA and I have a feeling that it's going to be at Redbud. Now I don't know, right? I'm, I'm a hundred percent speculating. I haven't been told, like, I'm not trying to like hint at it saying like, Oh, I know, but I really don't know. I'm just hearing rumors and I think that it was a huge success even with the crap weather in 2018. And when you have a really successful event, I think you're going to see an opportunity to repeat, right? And it's been four years. So it'd be a really nice opportunity. And I, I just don't know what the holdup is. I'm guessing it would be COVID concerns, but if you looked and you saw that in November, the USA is reopening their borders. I mean, that's a whole, that's 10 months ahead of when we really need to get, or nine months anyway, uh, Europeans into the USA for motocross nations. So I think we're going in the right direction for that. And I think Redbud would be the likely choice. Um, just hearing from the Ritchie family, hearing from in front, like everybody seemed to have had a successful venture in 2018. I know America's desperate for another shot at it. We love that event and want it to come back. Uh, so it just makes too much sense, right? You look for the obvious answer. And that seems really obvious as a successful opportunity to come back. So watch for that. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. But, um, but I think it happens. So I don't know why I keep saying so. I apologize for that. Uh, but I'm just looking at my notes here. Uh, I'm off to the track here in a little while. And uh, should be an interesting day. Again, I, I know for a lot of you, the air got sucked out of this event when Team USA didn't show up. But I think it's still going to be high drama. I mean, you look at the, the Brits. They have a pretty strong team uh, with Watson, Sean Simpson, and Conrad Muse. I don't know why I couldn't think of Conrad Muse. He actually wears Fly Racing. But I think they have a good team, especially if it's muddy, because all three of those guys are great mud riders. They're great sand riders to start with, but you throw in some inclement conditions, and they, their uh, skill level goes up. Then you look at the Italian team. They have a strong team. They're on home soil, so you know they're going to be fired up. The Dutch are easily the favorites. Uh, you look, it's Hurlings, Koldenhoff, and uh, Rowan van der Moschdyk. Van der Moschdyk is, I don't want to say the weak link because that's not fair, uh, but he is coming off an injury and he hasn't really been on his best form. But if it is Muddy, Muddy and Sandy, he rides that condition really well. So maybe that helps him. But if you look at, Hurlings should go 1-1. Koldenhoff likely goes 1-1. But he's had a really tough year too. So maybe that's Maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but if you if you've looked at his motocross, motocross of nations results, how can you not? The guy's been lights out at this event every single time. Uh, so I have the Dutch as a heavy favorite, but I'm telling you, if it's pouring rain all day, anything goes. Like the, all that stuff can be tossed out the window um, because yeah, things happen in the mud. You know, it's not like the Dutch can't ride the mud, but I just think it opens the door for other teams to maybe. Have a shot right they you know the Brits could steal a surprise win or maybe the Italians you never really know you know the Belgians i I don't necessarily think they have the strongest team uh to really get it done uh, I'm leaving some some stronger teams out and I can't remember who I'm missing here the French team that's it uh the French have you know arguably the best m x two rider I'll just say he's the best m x two rider and Tom vial so they will do really well there uh they have um God, who else is on their team? Matisse Boirame is an MX2 regular. He will be stepping up to the 450. Uh, I think he's riding MX Open for this race, so we'll see how that goes. I'm not 100% sure uh, how he will do there. And then Benoit Pacherel, who many of you probably don't know a lot about, um, but he's an MXGP regular. Uh, he was on the French winning team in Majora. And... Um, yeah, they should do pretty well with him, too. You know, I don't think he is a, any sort of superstar in this class, but he, he has experience with this event, which goes a long way. So the French, if things get crazy on Sunday, watch for the French, man. They just find a way to eke these wins out. I don't think it happens. I don't think their team is strong enough this year. They don't have the star power of Muscan or Ferrandis or Paulin or any of these guys that they possibly could have. You know, they bring their best team, they probably win. They don't have anywhere near their best team. They're probably on like the E or F team compared to what they could possibly come up with. Um, but the French are wily. They're really resourceful at, at this race, and uh, they, they figure out a way to get it done. So that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, I just wanted to kind of get caught up after last weekend and give a little preview, and then I will do a recap after the weekend's events. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to all the sponsors. And we will, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you in a few days.